Welcome back to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown on 610 ESPN. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. Jeff, you had a fun journey this past weekend with your son. Once I got there, it's it's quite a distance to go out to Williamsport. Uh, it's a pretty drive. Uh, but once you get out there, Williamsport is going back in time. It really is. It's this old-fashioned town, and it's its main source of notoriety comes from the Little League World Series, which is there in August. So they're starting to gear up for it there. And so the first thing we did is we went to the Little League World Series Museum, which is a really, if you go up there, it is definitely worth going to. It, it has a lot of history. It's got Babe Ruth's old uniform. It's kind of like a mini um, Hall of Fame, like a Cooperstown. Um, and it has interesting things like presidents that have played in Little League and stuff like that. Uh, the fields there are incredible. Um, the fields that they play Little League baseball on there are just well manicured. But then you head over about four miles and you get to Bowman Field. And Bowman Field is a historic, it's the second oldest minor league stadium. And it's from 1926. And they've put a lot of work into it. They've reduced the size of it. I think it used to be 4,000. Now it's a little over 2,000 people. And they have spent a lot of money on the field itself. So we walked out onto the field uh, before we were doing our interviews. And the grass is, I don't know what else, what other word to use other than dreamy. It, it's, it is absolutely. You know, for your poor family, you no, find no. the grass dreamy. For, for people, for, no, for people I who mow their lawns. It, it is. It makes Citizens Bank Park's lawn look not so special, and it, it, theirs is nice. I mean, and the reason is is because now they have every year a major league game there. Because what they do is they're gonna this year the Phillies are in it, and the Phillies are gonna play up there in front of two thousand kids because it'll be the kids from the Little League World Series from so kids from all over the world that are there for to play themselves get a night out where they get to watch major leaguers. And apparently the major leaguers then go over to the Little League fields and give tips and meet all the players. So the stuff we actually like about sports. Yeah, it, it's, 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 I, it's really cool to watch everything that's going on there. But if you, if you get a chance and you're close, like if you're a Penn State, if you're visiting Penn State, take the extra hour and go up to, to Williamsport. It's definitely you worth You too it. can admire the grass like Jeff. Yes. I'm not trying to, to minimize. It no, it's seemed okay. like a really good trip and... Um, we got a bunch of good interviews out of it. Um, you you talked to the Phillies' number one draft pick. Alec. I talked to the manager, and I told him how you broke his heart. Yeah, I haven't listened um, to that yet to hear how yeah. he reacted. So, and we'll be we'll be we'll be playing his interview. I think next I might week. get surprised on the air. Yeah, and not just not listen to that in advance. But you talked to the number one pick, Alec Bohm. Alec, uh, yep, Alec Bohm. Bohm. So um, we got it right. And then I got to see him play uh, his first at bat. He hit a ball off the wall. Now. What's funny is is Bowman Field used to have a center field that was 450 feet. Oh my goodness! It's now 411, 410 or 411 <laughs> with a really high wall, and he hit it off the middle of the wall, and my immediate thought was at Citizens Bank Park that's a that's home out. run. So the kids got power. He's not big. He's not like da- like Derek Hall. When when you met him, you went wow. He's a you know a big he, dude. like Mike Stanton esque. Uh, Alec is six five. He's about an inch taller than I am thin guy um, but clearly has room to grow and and that's something as the teams get him in mm-hmm. they'll kind of get that into the system yeah then- but, and we watched batting practice and and I will tell you that the guys that they drafted with a month ago 
all seem to have really nice swings. They they don't have they don't have these uppercuts. They don't have a Odubel Herrera type swing. They seem to have nice swings. I don't know if they're going to convert to home run hitters, but uh, the guy one of the guys we interviewed, Matt Matt Veerling, has a beautiful swing and in two weeks has propelled himself from Notre Dame baseball to uh, Williamsport to now Lakewood. He was actually promoted off the team the day after we interviewed him. Right after you did this interview. So why don't we listen to the interview, and when we come back, we'll talk a little more about it. We're here in uh, Williamsport, PA, at historic Bowman Field, and we're here with Matt Veerling. Matt, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to be on. So, so Matt, how long have you been up in Williamsport? Um, I would say, I think... Uh, since the 16th, so almost two weeks now. So where were you a month ago? A month ago, um, I was, what would that be, May 30th? I was at home. I was uh, with my brother training during the day and uh, just getting ready for the draft. Yeah. So what was it like to be drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies? It was unbelievable, obviously. Uh, you work your whole life to you know, get the opportunity to play professional baseball and um you know everybody's dream is to make it to the big leagues so this is the start of it and um it was a it was an awesome awesome moment when I got drafted my my parents were actually working so it was during the day so my parents drove home immediately and I had a couple buddies over and my brother was home so it was a great moment and um happy to be here how quickly did they get you after the draft down to uh the Philly stadium so I think I forget what weekday it was, but I think it might have been a maybe a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, and that Friday they flew us down to uh, they flew us up to Philly, and I got um, physicals done and X-rays and all that stuff, and then uh, that later that day they I think it was Saturday later that Saturday they uh, flew us down to to uh, Clearwater. So before liftoff to go down to Clearwater, did you get to meet any of the guys from the big club? I did. I got to meet, uh, let's see, um, Arietta was the big one. I got to meet him. I got to meet uh, Kepler, the manager. And um, there were a couple other guys. Um, Dylan Cousins met him. Um, I doubt all of them remember us, but uh, but it was awesome just, like, being in there and seeing how they do their pregame stuff, and we were in the training room getting, you know, tested and everything. So um, it was cool just to see them warming up and getting ready for the game. So you get down to Clearwater, and what do they have you do the first week? So we get down there, and the first week is pretty much a mini camp, and they have us, um, you know, first we signed, and once we signed, you know, we took uh, BP, stretch. They kind of we did a bunch of meetings. Kind of just uh, showing us the Phillies' way and everything, how they how they do things. And um, towards the end of the week, we started inter-squatting and having some scrimmages. So um, after that, I was there for about five days, and me and Seth Lancaster got sent up here. So, um, but with those five days, it was it was hot. I'll tell you that down in Clearwater. Well, last time I checked, it's 96 degrees here in Williamsport. And it's it's starting to feel like that up here now, too. Yeah. So you get up here, and what's it been like to be in Williamsport? It's been awesome. The field, well, first thing when I get here is see the field, and the field is a major league field. So uh, it's it's a it's a great place to play. And then um, opening, or the first day that I was here, the fans were great. Um, the weather was obviously a little bit cooler, and it was really, really nice to, to be here uh, in comparison to Florida. But um, 
it's been great. The guys have been great. Uh, I've acclimated pretty well, and I'm friends with a bunch of the guys and fitting in and everything like that. So it's it's been good. What's the, been the, the biggest difference, if you've seen any, between being in a you were in a big time program in Notre Dame, right? And now you're on a, a major league teams minor league tough. What's what's been the biggest change that you've seen or that you've had to deal with? Yeah. So um, the first thing for sure is you know you go from high school you're the guy you know and then you go to a college program and you're not the guy your freshman year and you you know a lot of the guys here work their way up work their way up to being the guy in college and then it's the same thing you come here and you're you got to work your way up to being a guy again so um just you know getting used to the way they do things and um every college is different but definitely being here one thing i've noticed as well is that they give you more freedom to do to to play your game to for me it's to use my speed more and um you know, just to play the game, uh, use my instincts more on the base pass and, and in the field. So it's been awesome having a little bit more freedom. Uh, our coach, Pat Borders, is is awesome. He lets us do our thing. So um, appreciate appreciate to him for that. But uh, but it's been a lot of fun. What's it like to have a guy who was a former World Series MVP as your manager? Uh, it's awesome. He brings a lot of experience, brings a lot of, uh, you know, a wealth of knowledge to the team and just runs this place like, you know, like a professional would. And it's just been, it's been great to be around him. Does he, tell us the truth, does he walk around with the World Series ring? No, he Has doesn't. Has anyone seen he it? He doesn't. No, he, do, he doesn't. I haven't seen it either. Because he also, we're going to ask him about this, but he, he also was on the 93 team that crushed a lot of our Philadelphia fans. Hearts. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't walk around with that stuff, but... Um, yeah, he, he's a pretty good dude, and um, whenever we need help from him or or whatever it may be, he's always there, and he just lets us play our game. Now, this is not the first time that you've been drafted, correct? Right. You were drafted by the Cardinals at one point. I was, which yeah. Which is kind of your hometown team. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what, what the decision was not to – I mean, as a kid, you must have grown up pretending you were a Cardinal a lot. Yeah. And then the Cardinals draft you, and, and you made the decision to go to Notre Dame. What went into that decision? Well, um, just out of high school, I, I didn't think I was ready to, to do this, to, to be on my own and, um, you know, just be in a new environment. You know, every kid has those tough transitions going from high school to college or, you know, some kids go high school to pro ball. So, um, for me, I, I just didn't think I was ready yet. And, um, you know, the college experience – um, being at Notre Dame, it, it's an awesome one. It's it's a great one. So uh, it was something I couldn't pass up. The education there is is bar none, one of the best in the country. And um, you know the baseball program is really really good too, and a great conference. So uh, that was an opportunity I really couldn't pass up. And I think teams knew that. But the Cardinals ended up taking me, and um, that was really cool. All all the people I know in St. Louis kind of freaked out over that. And uh, you know being drafted by the Cardinals, you grow up. Uh, loving them so uh, that was a great moment but um, I didn't think I was ready and just the college experience at Notre Dame was something I really wanted and prior to going to Notre Dame I heard that you also got to play with your brother I did yeah so what, what was it like to play with your brother uh, one of the best moments uh, one of the best seasons that I've ever had was playing with him I actually started playing shortstop my senior year of high school, and he played second base. So uh, that was really cool, and we ended up winning the state championship. So um, it was awesome, you know, all the – me and him here and there would get into it and practice and stuff like this, like brothers would. And 
Um, I don't know. It was just cool just being around them. We'd never played on the same team before, so finally getting to play with them was something special for me and really special for my family. Now, was your dad also a coach? No. No? Okay. He wasn't, no. You're smiling. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> I, I smile I smile because my dad, he had two brothers, and, oh. like, growing up, they always fought and, you know, played together, and uh, they always talk about moments they shared together. So my brother and I finally getting to share a moment like that was uh was pretty cool so then when he brought up my dad i thought about that so yeah it was, it was fun that's cool so so at some point they're going to ask you if they haven't asked you what you want your walk up to music to be yeah have I, you figured it out I, yeah i actually have a walk-up song yeah is it the notre dame fight song no what is no. it it's the way i talk by morgan whalen okay country song all yeah. right yeah and what number did you ask for if I asked for 24 because yeah. that's my number in college, but uh, Christian Marrero had it. He's our hitting coach, assistant coach. So uh, I took 28. Did, did yeah. he make a deal with you if you if you performed a certain way? Maybe he'd give you the number. I haven't I haven't been given that uh, that assurance <laughs> just yet, but you you never know. I, I probably won't. It's that's probably going to be his number the whole okay. season. Yeah. Now, now assuming that the season was over in time for the Michigan Notre Dame game, where are you going to be watching? Hopefully at Notre Dame. Yeah. Be at Notre Dame watching it. Yeah. Have that, you been to the game? Oh, to uh, a Notre Michigan game? Notre Dame game. I haven't been to a Michigan Notre Dame game. Okay. They haven't played in past. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, I believe the three years I were there, they never played. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, opening weekend, opening football weekend at Notre Dame is something special. So if I can make it back, especially for the Michigan Notre Dame game and that rivalry, that's something I'm. I mean, hoping that I can make it too, but I don't. I doubt I'll be able to because I'll be here. Now, what's the most number of games that you've played in the season? Um, probably after my sophomore year of college, I played 56 games uh, for Notre Dame, then played another 44 for uh, the Harwich Mariners up in the Cape Cod League. So that's a little bit over 100 games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> one of the things that we've talked to people at other levels of the minor leagues this year, and we've gone back and talked to some of them, and they seem worn, worn down by this point. They're yeah. just not used to playing this number of games. So having played in the Cape Cod League, does that get you more prepared for the number of games you're going to be playing for the rest of the season? It does, yeah. Um, especially playing my after my freshman year, I played in the Northwoods League, and that Northwoods League season is – is strenuous it's 72 games in like 68 days something crazy like that and um, it's a grind and it's probably the closest thing to minor league baseball that you can do while you're in while you're in college I didn't make it through that whole that whole summer season but um, it gave me a little taste of what it's going to be like so but just handling my body preparing you know every day to to be hydrated especially on days like this when it's scorching hot out and the Phillies feed us great here eating the right stuff and um, yeah, just taking care of your bodies. You know, it's. It, I'm sure at some point during the season I'm going to start feeling it, but right now it's going pretty well. Well, thank you for joining us, Matt. We really do appreciate it, and we look forward to watching you as you move up to Lakewood, Clearwater, Redding, and Allentown. Yep, for sure. All Thanks right. for having me on. Good luck, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Jeff, he, we've talked to a lot of players, uh, and there's a difference among them, we find, the one, mostly the ones that went to college and the ones that came directly into baseball uh, out of high school. 
first of all, to turn down your hometown team after they draft you. I Can mean, you imagine that? I mean, for for kids that play a sport, they they dream of of you know being a certain ball player on a certain team, and and to have the maturity and as, and probably the the foundation of a family that says to you, you know what, you're not ready yet. I was going to say the self awareness. Yeah. To be able to say. You know, it's not, well, they think I'm good enough. They drafted me. Right. It's, well, I'm just not there yet, so I'm going to go home my craft, and I'll have that chance again. I mean, you got to give it up to him for doing that. I enjoyed – you prepped really well for the interview, by the Thank way. I, for our listeners, I was not there. This was a Jeff Solo. Nice job. Thank you. Um, good job asking him about playing with his brother. Uh, I can't imagine having that much talent in one family to be able to play with my brother. Yeah, they, they had second base and shortstop. That's a good That's a turn double. two tandem yeah. right there. Um, what else stuck out? Obviously, he likes the grass too. He does. <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling you, it is a really nice feel. I gotta get the car and drive to Williamsport just Look, to see the grass. <laughs> as somebody who coached, you know, kids baseball, there there's nothing worse than playing on a bad, a bad field. field. When, when balls hop up into your face and into your chest and Look, stuff like that, and then you go to these fields and you're just like, wow. I remember when I was younger, the first couple times I went to the stadium, I just couldn't get over how big a field of grass it was that was just amazingly manicured. And I mean, you, you laugh at me because I'm oblivious to everything, but I pay attention to like the details of what they paint on the field. Mm-hmm. And like, I enjoy that. So I don't it, mind. If you, you want to see an amazing field for a kid's field, go over to FDR Park. Okay. And there is a field over there that is kept by the Phillies. And it is gorgeous. Immaculate. Uh, immaculate. Uh, it just, from the sound of him, another player that, that seems to have good perspective on, on things in terms yeah. of working his way up. And, mm-hmm. and he understands how now he's got to do that again. And I guess that shows you sort of why he was promoted so quickly. Well, Lakewood. well, that uh, he, he was batting he, over four hundred. You're not going to be promoted if you're not right. ready physically to play. But at the same time, mental uh, having not talked matters. to him, having just just listening to his interview, you can hear a maturity about him that other players don't necessarily have. Yeah, he he he's ready in both ways, and, and I think that the coaches that they have in their system know to look for those things too. Yeah, and I think they're the kind of people that will do tough love when necessary and coddle or treat them differently when necessary. They're they're really good managers that they have in their system. The system is very good. I can't wait to hear Pat Borders talk about ruining my childhood next week on the show (laughs) with that that Joe Carter walk-off. But um, let's go. We've got another interview now from our our trip to Reading. Yeah, so now we go from a, a high draft pick to a guy who wasn't drafted at all, who's a local guy, who found his way through baseball just because he loved it to now possibly being on the cusp of a big league career. Here is our interview with Jeff Singer from the Reading Phils. So we're here right now with Jeff Singer in his, I guess this is your second day in Reading. How you doing? I'm good. I'm uh, happy to be back in the Northeast. Uh, missing the food, missing the way everyone talks too. So, <laughs> you know, it's fun to be back up here. So you're originally a Jersey boy, right? Yeah, I was uh, born in Philly, lived there for a few years, and then moved over to Jersey. Okay, Delran? Uh, Cinnamon's in New Jersey, okay. which is right next to Delran. Okay, so um, tell, tell us about how you um, got to um, to uh, Camden. With the, uh, the River, River Sharks? Sharks. Yeah. So um, 
after college, you know, I wasn't drafted, so I was working at the dealership. My dad's the used car manager there in uh, Dumpy Ford in Philadelphia, so I was working there, and I was actually playing in the Rancocas Valley League, which is a men's league, and I was playing with a few guys that I'd play with growing up, and then a few older guys that had some uh, affiliate baseball, which was pretty cool, but uh, kind of just playing there and just seeing what could happen, and uh, ended up getting a call that the River Sharks needed, basically a pitcher just to come and eat up innings. Um, Ryan Kulik was a pitcher that uh, got hurt for them, and he ended up becoming the pitching coach. And I uh, know Ryan through a few mutual people, and me and him had the same agent. So I got to go down there and work with him, and uh, he really helped me when I was with the River Sharks. So you were with the River Sharks for one season, right? I was with them for the last two months of their season, yeah. Okay. And, and so after the season, I hear that there was a, a tri an open tryout. That you attended. I went to an open trial in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, it was the Yankees, Orioles, and Red Sox were there, and I uh, was the only lefty there. So they said the lefties go first, and I was the only one there. So I went first, <laughs> and I faced three guys, and they said I hit 95, and I'm pretty sure that was the first time I ever hit 95. So it was cool to hear that, and I uh, got to talk to the Yankee scout for a while, and he seemed showed interest, which was pretty cool, having a professional scout show interest in me, which hasn't hasn't happened to me yet during that time how did how did you find your way to that open tryout what you just saw a listing or did your um, agent tell you my about advisor it? at the time now agent uh told me about it said uh made a few calls there's a tryout up in bridgeport connecticut so me and my dad left the day before stayed in the hotel and then ended up going and you only got to throw three pitches no i threw oh, okay. the three hitters okay um i struck three guys i faced three hitters struck them out and uh they said i hit 95 which was pretty cool so despite the fact that the Yankees, the Orioles, and the Red Sox are there, somehow you ended up with the Phillies. Yes. How'd that happen? Um, the Yankees were showing a lot of interest. Um, my agent was talking to a Philly scout, Roland George, and uh, pretty sure he basically told me, like, if we don't sign this kid now, the Yankees will, and I was lucky to get a contract with the Phillies. Having grown up in the Philadelphia area, did you grow up as a Phillies fan? Yes, Philly, everything, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, even Union and back when the kicks were a team. <laughs> so, so, so when, you're, when your uh, agent, your now agent, brings you a contract with the Phillies name on, what, what was it like? It was a dream come true. Um, you know, it's, it's a dr I feel it's a dream for any kid playing baseball to make it to the big leagues or make it to minor league baseball and just keep playing the game after college. And uh, to be with the team that I grew up watching, it's been really cool lately. Did you think – now, you didn't get drafted, right? No. When you didn't get drafted out of college, you played at Rutgers Camden, right? I played at Rutgers Camden right. and then in the draft, and I wasn't drafted. Yeah, so, so when you're not drafted, what made you continue to play baseball? It's just the love of the game. You know, baseball, I just enjoy playing it. Um, I feel it's I feel most comfortable sometimes when I'm on the mound or when I'm just hanging out in the bullpen. You know, it's the most fun I have sometimes. So um, I knew I had a – I just wanted to keep on playing and – if I was just going to play in the Rancocas Valley the rest of my career, then so be it. My dad still plays baseball, and he's playing in a – he's 55, and he's still playing baseball. And just the way he plays, you know, I just – I wouldn't mind be doing that for the rest of my life. The wouldn't sign him? No, I don't think they would. <laughs> Given the different path you've taken, you know, we, we talk to different players. Some of them are drafted out of high school. Some of them are drafted out of college. You took a different path. You weren't drafted. You have some work experience does that give you a different outlook and appreciation for, for being here with everything else you've had to do to get to this point? 
I know everyone that here that is here deserves to be here. Um, everyone works hard. Um, I just like to think about it as don't take anything for granted. Um, just take it day by day. And uh, our manager in uh, Clearwater always said, play today like it could be your last game playing baseball. So that's the mentality I decided to take this year, I feel, being sent back down to Clearwater. So um, I'm just trying to have as much fun as possible and uh, trying to do whatever I can to help the team win. We're obviously here on a nice sunny afternoon. Last night was your first time pitching. Had a good night. What did it feel like to, to have that good outing and your first chance uh, up here? It felt great. I was uh, happy to get out there and uh, get a chance to pitch. Um, you know, with the bullpen and pitching staff we have, you never know when it's going to be your turn to pitch. So you always got to be ready. And uh, I was just happy I was able to get my feet wet and come back to Reading and show what I can do. When did you actually physically fly up here? I flew up here the second day we played Trenton, so three days ago. So you actually had a little bit of chance to adjust. They didn't just you didn't fly up and then put on your uniform and get in. No, I yeah. flew uh, flew to Philly and then I went to Trenton for the two days and then came here. Is there some now? Now things seem to be working for you. Now, now you've moved up from back from Clearwater. Now you're back to Reading. What's clicked for you? I think it was just uh, getting to know myself more as a pitcher, um, getting used to a routine, getting used to the way uh, I got to approach the game and just staying within myself and knowing what I'm good at and knowing what I'm not good at in the game of baseball. And what's your favorite pitch to throw so far? Fastball. Okay. Second. Slider. Third. Change up. Okay. Trying to bring the curveball back, see how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like we're sitting here in the, basically right along the field look out and know that you get to come now and, and play in this beautiful stadium, stadium every day and you know people want your autograph as opposed to you're standing on the outside doing something else. It's great. It's uh, seriously a dream come true knowing that I get to put the uniform on every day and get to compete and hang out with some of my best friends and just play the game of baseball every day. We appreciate it, wait, Jeff. Wait, you wait, wait. No, no, oh, you, no, what, no. Hold on. <laughs> so... I hear you have a, a different favorite baseball player than a lot of guys. Randy Wolf. Yep. Yeah. Were you part of the Wolf Pack as a kid? I wasn't part of the Wolf Pack, <laughs> but I always enjoyed seeing them up in the nosebleeds with the masks on, and I always found it really funny, and it just seemed like a fun crowd to be around. And, and he's a left-handed pitcher, He's a lefty, right? and he was a bulldog on the mound, and he came at, me, came at you with everything he got. So have I you really ever had a chance to meet him? Never got to meet him. Okay, so when you got to the Phillies, the Phillies organization, who was the first guy you wanted to meet? I'd say Charlie Manuel. Really? Um, yeah, it was, uh, I got to say, like, it's cool walking by him and you just say, like, be like, hey, how's it going, Charlie? And he'll say, like, what's up, saying, or just how's it going? And it's pretty cool just. For him to know your name? Yeah, uh -huh. like stuff like that. And uh, But, yeah, definitely meeting Charlie Manuel was cool. I got to meet uh, Chase Utley when I was in the fall league. Um, seeing Larry Boa around, you know. Um, my first year I got to see Juan Samuel around. Um it's just cool seeing those guys and like I've been hearing my dad tell stories about those guys or I've been watching those guys on TV for 10, 15 years. So it's been pretty cool just seeing them walk around. I uh, got to meet Reggie Jackson when I was in the fall league, which was really wow. cool. So it's been uh, been wild for two, three years. So has any pitcher from the Phillies given you a piece of advice that's really come in handy for you? Uh, Roy Halladay really helped me. Yeah. Um, last year, 
when I was down at Clearwater, we would have meetings with him, and he oh, would just give me really team. good insight on how to prepare myself mentally before the game, give us uh, the mental ABCs of baseball book, and then he just just talking with the guy and just talking baseball or even just talking life with him. You know, he was a really great guy to talk to, and uh, I actually got the chance to help uh, coach his team when he his 12U team with his son when I was working in the co-op program last year, and I got to work with them a little bit this year, which was pretty cool. So when, when you make it, to Citizens Bank Park. What's going to be the music that you come into? I think I'm going to stick with uh, Dream On by Aerosmith, and it's going to be the Sing With uh, sing with Me part. Just keep on saying sing. And what number do you want? Whatever number they give me. <laughs> I'll take any number. Well, Jeff, thanks yeah. for joining you. We can't wait yeah. to follow you. Thanks Thank so you. I appreciate time. it. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed the interview with him. I enjoyed the impact that Roy Halliday's had on a lot of these players. Tell me how he's playing right now before we wrap up. He's been in 11 games since we were there. A 1.04 ERA, 17 innings pitched, 19 strikeouts, and a whip of .98 and four saves. We'll talk. That's pretty good. We'll talk more about it next week, and we'll have our interview with Pat Borders, the manager for Williamsport. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.